Welcome to Take Another Five, your weekly podcast on a bit of this and a bit of that. Hosted by Donna J. Jodhan. Hello there, it's Donna Jill Jodhan, and welcome to another week of my weekly podcast, Take Another Five. Hey, You know, it is only with you and through you that we could continue to produce these podcasts and we want to thank you for all of the feedback that you have been sending to us, all of the great comments, all of the suggestions, and thank you, thank you, thank you. We hope that you're enjoying your week thus far and that today is going to be an extra special day for you wherever you are. I live in Toronto, Canada. I'm an author, blogger, audio mystery writer, writer, entrepreneur, advocate, and law student. Yes, it's a mouthful. Yes, it's a lot. But you know what, folks? I enjoy what I do for a living. And I hope that you enjoy our podcast as we bring it to you every week. If you are a busy mom with a family to look after, and you're always looking for ways to keep up to date with technology, with entrepreneurship, with scam alerts, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're simply looking for ways to relax yourself after a hard and busy day, this is also for you. Or you are a retiree who is now at home with tons of time on your hands or you find that you have a lot of time, you want looking for something to do, something to get involved with, then this podcast is also for you. All right then, let me briefly talk about my segments. We have here the kitchen corner and The Kitchen Corner is for those who are looking for recipes to help them out when they're in a crunch, emergency time, if they want to become creative cookers for their family, creative chefs that is, Kitchen Corner is for you. Take Another Five with Technology is for the one who wants to learn more about those apps that can improve their lives and make things easier for them on the whole. And part two of this first segment has things for the person who wants to find those nifty little gadgets to help them out in the kitchen or around the house. Next we come to segment two which is the five minutes mystery. And what is the five minutes mystery all about? It's my attempt to help you relax yourself allow your imagination to wander and roam, become creative in problem solving. Yes, indeed. Then we come to segment four, which is the in the end zone with the entrepreneur. And this is for the one who wants to get involved in entrepreneurship or who is already involved in entrepreneurship. This segment is for you. And finally, segment five staying ahead of bullies and scams. And what this is all about is this. 
We give you scam alerts every week to help you stay out of the clutches of those pretty awful scammers and hackers. And we also help you to build awareness on bullying. Trust me when I tell you that bullying is one of the very or most you know, annoying and aggravating irritants in our society. And we got to do something about it if we want to protect our kids and the most vulnerable in our society from those big bad bullies. Alright, before I move on, I have some thank yous and some kudos to give out again to our producer and our marketer of Take Another Five. First, we have Mike Cicello. Mike is my good old producer. I've known him for a very long time. And Mike is committed, dedicated, reliable, and everything good that I could find to say about Mike. You could contact Mike at m underscore dsmusic at bell.net or you can give Mike a call at 514-827-9092. Mike has been in business for many years now. He is very, very expert with what he does. He produces podcasts, among other things. He develops courses for music, and he is there to help. So why not contact Mike the next time you're looking for someone to help you with your podcast, to teach you how to get involved in the world of music, and much, much more. And now we come to my favorite marketer, my podcast marketer, another Mike, Mike Babcock. And you could contact Mike at www.yourownpay.com. And here's what Mike says about himself. He says, and what I do is coaching blind and small business owners with building their business online and automating the tasks that they do not want to do. That's me. I hate to get involved in those tasks such as dealing with entities such as Amazon, setting up affiliate pages, it's time-consuming, and if I took time to do that, then I wouldn't have time to produce these podcasts. So Mike is my go-to person. Give Mike a call, or I should say visit Mike's website at www.yourownpay.com. Right. Let's go now to the question of the day. And I want to thank those of you who took the time to respond to the question of the day for the past few weeks. Here is the question of the day. What is your favorite meal of the day? Hmm, could it be breakfast time when you have time to sit with the family just before they leave for school and for work? Or could it be lunch when you're on your own and the family's out at school or the family's out at work and you just get time to sit down and hear yourself think? Or could it be supper time and the family is home and everybody gets to sit at the table and talk about what went on for the day? Think about it. 
If you're a busy mom, which of these three meals is your favorite meal? Or if you're a retiree at home and you're just relaxing, which one of these do you like the best? Mm -mm. I'd, I'd venture mine and I'd say mine is breakfast. I, I just love breakfast. All right, it's time for the wrap-up for the mystery from last week. And do you remember what it was all about? Hmm, the Riverfront Reunion. Everybody seemed to have wanted good old Brutus Pasqua's dead because Brutus was not a very nice person. He had raped Kim. He had uh, deprived Milos Mangas of a scholarship. And someone else he had done the same thing to with regard to business. So, hmm, let's see who done it. You know what? It was Kim who had done the deed. She had not managed to slip her pills into Brutus's coffee, but was determined to accomplish the deed. She had followed Aiden and Brutus, and remember now, Aiden was another one who had wanted Brutus dead, and he was the hotel manager, all right? So she had followed Aiden and Brutus to Brutus's suite. She had had no difficulty slipping into the suite because Aiden had been busy with Brutus. She had watched as Aiden had helped Brutus to partially undress. She had seen Aiden offer the nightcap to Brutus. But, like Milos, Aiden had also chickened out at the very last minute. Kim had waited until Aiden was gone, and then she had stepped out of the shadows and gently took the nightcap from Brutus's unsteady hand. She had emptied her bottle of amphetamines into the glass and had proffered it again to Brutus and had guided the glass expertly to his lips. Of course, she had put uh, some liquid into the glass as well to help the pills melt quickly. And she had watched as he had started to drink it. He did not drink too much before he had started to go into convulsions. Kim had taken the glass from him, quickly wiped her prints off of it, then had placed it on a night table close by. She had then guided Brutus's convulsing body onto the bed and stood there for a minute or two looking down at him. She had stood there looking at the dying man. Then she had exited the way that she had come. Hmm, good old Kim did it. What can I tell you? So there you have it for this week, and if you stay tuned for segment three, you will have another mystery to um, deal with. In the meantime, you can purchase this mystery, just now completed, the Riverfront Reunion, at my online store at www.donnajodhan.com, along with several other mysteries. And don't forget to have a look at my Christmas box set. That is all about 
those who believe in happy ever after endings. Christmas is coming soon, so hey, never too early to get involved in looking for great audio mysteries for the holiday season. All right, then. Um, we're going to let this go for now, and it's time for us to move on to our first segment, our kitchen corner, and we'll catch you on the other side. Welcome to my kitchen corner. Hey, it's Donna Jill Chodhan, and welcome to segment one of our weekly podcast, Take Another Five. And it's time to start cooking up a storm. Who doesn't like to cook? I think most of us love to cook in our very own way. And for those of you moms who are always looking for ways to satisfy the insatiable appetites of your family, this segment is for you. Or if you're at home with lots of time on your hands, if you are a retiree, or you're simply just, you know, looking for ways to fill your time, this segment is for you. I cannot start without thanking my very good friend, Mama Peach, a.k.a. Melanie. Melanie has been very, very generous in sharing her library, her vast library of recipes. And for this week, let's start off with the low-fat cookbook category. And it's all about appetizers. Bagel chips. You need a one low-fat bagel and try assorted flavors, okay? Non-fat butter spray, one-eighth teaspoon of garlic powder, one-eighth teaspoon of Cajun seasoning. Slice your bagel into one-quarter inch thick rounds. Place in microwave bowl and cook on high for one minute. Gently stir. Continue to microwave in one minute increments, stirring after each minute, approximately three minutes. Watch carefully. The chips should be crisp. If over microwaved, char spots will appear. Remove from the microwave and spray with butter spray and sprinkle with garlic powder and Cajun seasoning. Okay, so this recipe should not take more than three minutes at the most, but you're going to do it in one minute increments. This makes great chips for dips and spreads. And it makes two servings. All right. So enjoy. Calories. It's about 135 calories. Total fat, 0.2 fat grams. Saturated fat, 0 grams. Sodium, 
283.4 milligrams, protein 4.0 milligrams, 4.0 grams, carbohydrates 29 grams, cholesterol 0 milligrams, fiber 1.5 grams, and that's it. Right, it's time to move on to recipe two. And are you ready? It's from the dude food category. It's cerveza chicken enchilada. It's a casserole. Two cups of water. One stalk of celery chopped. One small carrot chopped. One 12 ounce can of Mexican beer divided. You have to divide this. Juice of one lime. One teaspoon of salt. One and a half pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breasts. One 19 ounce can of enchilada sauce and seven ounce, sorry, seven ounces of white corn tortilla chips, one half medium onion chopped, three cups, 12 ounces, three 12 ounces cups of shredded cheddar cheese, sour cream is optional, sliced black olives are optional, chop Fresh cilantro is also optional. Now you bring the water, the celery, the carrot, and one cup of beer and lime juice and salt to a boil in a large saucepan over a high heat. Okay, add the chicken breasts and reduce the heat to simmer. Cook 12 to 14 minutes or until the chicken is cooked through. Remove the chicken to the cutting board. Shred to bite-sized pieces when cool enough to handle. Spread one half cup of the enchilada sauce into the bottom of the crock pot. Arrange one-third of the tortilla chips over the sauce Layer with one-third of the threaded chicken and one-third of the chopped onion. Sprinkle with one cup of cheese and repeat the layers two more times, pouring remaining beer over casserole before adding last cup of cheese. Cover and cook on low for three Sorry, cover and cook for up to three and a half to four hours. Top with optional toppings. This makes four to six servings. This recipe I've personally tried and I have found it mm -mm -mm delicious. And I did it one evening for some friends who came in. So why don't you try it for your friends, for your family? For yourself, just experiment with it and see what happens. All right, then. 
it's time for us to move on to segment two. Now, remember before I go, if you'd like to write to me to get feedback or make your own suggestions, please do so at info at sterlingcreations.ca. Catch you on the other side. Time to take another five with technology. Hey, it's Donna Jill Jodham, and welcome to segment two of our weekly podcast, Take Another Five. And it's time for our technology segment. Well, I want to start off with this very interesting app that I found, and I think this um, app can definitely help if you're a train traveler and you travel a lot. You could be traveling on your own, you could be traveling with friends, you could be traveling with family. I think this app is going to be very, very useful for you. This app was taken from a book um, called Out and About. It is all about our favorite iOS travel apps. And it's a wonderful, wonderful book written by Judy Dixon and Doug Wakefield. So, folks, this is taken out of their book. And I'm very, very honored and privileged to be doing this because this book, you need to get this book. You can get it from the National Braille Press. Please go to nationalbraillepress.com and you would be able to find this book on their website. All right. Good. It the um, URL for this National Braille Press is www.nbp.org/bookstore. Simply, this app is Amtrak's what we call do-it-yourself trip planner and ticket purchasing application for iOS devices. While you may prefer to simply pick up the phone, stay on hold, and then make a reservation for a train trip by talking with a human, there are many advantages to using this app. No waiting on the phone. You can do your planning anytime, day or night and you can spend as long as you want exploring various routes and prices. Doesn't that sound great? How does this work? First, you'll need to set up an account either using the Apple or, sorry, either using the Apple, sorry, let me start again. I'm getting all excited here. How does this work? First, you'll need to set up an account either using the app or a computer. You'll enter your email address and create a personal password. You can set up your payment method at the same time. Once done, you can run the app, sign in, and you're ready to start. 
Exploring and Planning. Just below the login button is a Stay Logged In switch. If you set this button to be on, you are automatically logged in each time you run the app. Hmm. You will find your name near the top of the initial screen. To the left of that is an unlabeled button that will take you to your account settings. Below these are four options. Buy tickets, schedule, and it shows you all the trains that are available around the time you specify. You have the train status, which is handy when you're waiting for someone to arrive by train. And stations, which lets you look up the code for a specific station, which are not the same as airport codes. And trips, which lets you view trips you've already planned. Isn't this great? This is a terrific app for those of you who are regular train travelers. When you select the buy ticket slasher, sorry, when you select the buy ticket schedule button, you are asked a series of questions and these include one way around trip, point of departure and point of arrival. You can enter the code for the, each of the state, each station, or you can search by name, city, or state. Hmm. Once you have set to and from fields, you can move to the date and time section. This part can be a bit tricky because the app automatically assumes you're leaving today. The picker items change the date and time are at the bottom of the screen. And if you wish to see all of the trains that meet your criteria on a specific day, select, select any time in the time selection picker item. You can then select the train you want and make your purchase, or you can cancel now that you know your options. Hmm. Once you have purchased a ticket, Amtrak will send you a confirming email with a link to the print a barcode that lets you pick up the ticket at the station. If you make a reservation far enough ahead, you can even have real tickets mailed to you. So, how about it, folks? This is a great little app, trust me. And you can go out there and make friends with this app by going to your app store on your iDevice. Give it a whirl. See what you think, even if you just want to try it out. This could make a real difference in the lives of you and your family and friends. All right. For the second part of this segment, we have a tech term for you. Thermistor. 
T H E R M I S T O R. A thermistor, which is short for a thermal register, is a type of register that is used to measure temperature. While typical resistors, I should say, are designed to maintain consistent resistance regardless of temperature, a thermistor's re resistance varies significantly as the temperature changes. Once a thermistor is calibrated, changes in electrical resistance can be accurately translated into changes in temperature. Thermistors are commonly used in computers to monitor the ambient temperature of internal components. For example, thermistors may be used to record the temperature near the CPU. RAM is another um, term that I want to bring to your attention this week. Sorry, RAM is also um, something that a thermistor can monitor the temperature of your, of your RAM, the RAM slots that is, and the power supply. So can you can use a thermistor to monitor the temperatures of your CPU, your RAM slots, and the power supply. Thermistors are usually integrated into the computer's motherboard. The actual temperature of components such as the processor and memory modules is typically measured by a what we call a DIODE diode that is integrated into the chip. Computers use the information recorded by thermistors to prevent overheating. For example, if a processor is running near capacity for an extended period of time, the temperature may gradually increase. When this happens, the computer might speed up the internal fans to increase airflow and cool the computer. In extreme circumstances, such as when a laptop computer uses the information recorded by thermistors to prevent overheating. For example, if a processor is running near capacity for an, an extended period of time, the temperature may gradually increase. When this happens, the computer might speed up the internal fans to increase airflow and cool the computer. In extreme circumstances, such as when a laptop is used outside on a hot day, the fans may not be able to keep the computer at a safe temperature.
If the thermistors record a dangerously high temperature, the computer may shut down to avoid overheating and damaging the hardware. Folks, this may not be for everybody, but you know what? This is information that is very valuable to those who use laptops and desktop computers on a very regular basis. So, if you'd like to have another go at this, like if you'd like to really um, get an electronic copy of this, send me your email address to info at sterlingcreations.ca and I'd be happy to send you this tech term because it's a bit lengthy. It's a bit, it might, I may not have read it properly to you and, and I do apologize for that. So send your uh, questions, your suggestions, send your request for this to be sent to you in an electronic format, and I'd be happy to do that. All right, then. This has been a sort of a lengthy segment, but it's time now for us to go on to segment three, our mystery moment, and we will catch you on the other side. John and welcome to segment three of our weekly podcast, Take Another Five. It's time now for us to just allow our imaginations to roam and wander. Relax, just sit on your couch and allow yourself to do nothing but just listen to the clues that we have for you this week in this mystery. Or if you're in your kitchen, busy running around getting things done for your family, and you're looking to just calm down a bit, hey, give a listen to this mystery for this week. This mystery is available at www.donnajodhan.com, and you can go to my online store. The name of the mystery for this week is The Russian Romeo. All right, here is the description. He was known as the Russian Romeo. Everyone around him loved and adored him. But does that mean that he killed his lover and well-known socialite Natalie Pompey? Or did someone else want her dead? If he did, then why? If he did not, then who and why did they do it? Could this have been a crime of passion? Hmm. Here's what the scene of the crime looked like. It's a beautiful spring evening and the sun is rapidly sinking. There is a fresh smell of spring in the air. 
It is cool, and the fragrance of nearby flowers are ever so present. The grass is damp and is of a lush green color. Some of the leaves are glistening with dewdrops. The surrounding trees are all in full bloom. The crickets are already chirping and the birds are already in their nests for the evening. Ryan, a present uh, crime scene investigator, has been called out to a disturbing scene. The body of a female lies on the grass close to a huge elm tree, and her car is close by. The driver's window has been shattered, and both front doors of the car are open. There is blood all across the front seat and outside of the driver's side of the car. Well-known socialite Natalie Pompey has been shot dead. What could the motives have been? This seemed to be a crime of passion, where deceit and love affairs are the name of the game, and secrets thrown in for good measure. Who are some of the suspects? One of them is Carlo Pompey, and he was the husband of Natalie Pompey. Another suspect was Oleg Kosloff. He was Natalie Pompey's lover. And the other was Maria Ginsburg. She was Natalie's secretary. Cause of death? Natalie Pompey had been shot in the temple. She had bled to death. Her body had been dragged out of the car and dumped on the grass close to the elm tree. Her body had been found about two hours after she had died. All right. <clears throat> Well-known socialite Natalie Pompey had been in the news for the past few months. She had been having a love affair with a well-known Russian ballet dancer, and his name was Oleg Kozlov. The affair had been going on for well over a year. Then, a few weeks ago, her husband, Carlo Pompey, had found out and had reacted very badly. He was now suing for a divorce. Carlo Pompey was a very well-known film producer and had been married to Natalie for less than five years. The couple had had a two-year-old daughter called Carly. Carlo was also suing for sole custody of Carly. <clears throat> Oleg Kosloff was a very well-known ballet dancer. He had migrated to the West over 15 years ago, and rumor had had it that he was a womanizer. Speculation was rampant that he was also married, but no one was really sure.
Oleg had gone to great lengths to guard his private life. Maria Ginsburg had been Natalie's secretary for quite some time now. Natalie had to come had come to depend heavily on Maria's services, and Maria had handled all of Natalie's finances and answered most of her correspondence. She was extremely good on the internet, and rumor had had it that Maria may have had a huge crush on Carlo. Friends of Natalie had said that Natalie had seemed distracted for the past two weeks or so. She had become very depressed and even afraid of something or maybe someone. She had told them of a threatening phone call or phone calls in the middle of the night, and she had thought that someone was following her. Sometime in the early evening, Natalie had received a call on her cell. She had put Carly to bed early, and shortly after this, she had gotten into her car and had driven away from her home. The call had come from a throwaway cell phone and had lasted for less than a minute. Emails found on Natalie's laptop revealed the following. Olive Kosloff seemed to be telling the socialite that he had wanted to break off things with her. He was thinking of returning to his native Russia because he was in financial difficulty. And Natalie, in turn, was begging Oleg not to leave her. Oleg was asking her for money in order to keep seeing her. Husband Carlo had wanted a speedy settlement to their affairs. Natalie was demanding a huge chunk of his finances in return for granting the divorce. Carlo had brought in a high-powered lawyer to help speed things along. A mystery person was sending Natalie threatening emails and they were demanding money for, from her in return for their silence. They would reveal a secret from her past if she did not pay up. Natalie's cell phone dump revealed the following. An exchange of several text messages between her and Oleg Kozlov. Text messages from a throwaway cell phone to her cell phone. So there you have it, a lot for you to chew on right now. And we'll be back at the end of this podcast to give you some additional clues. In the meantime, sit tight and we'll catch you on the other side for segment four. In the End Zone with the Entrepreneur. Hey, it's Donna Jill Jodhan, and welcome to segment four of our weekly podcast, Take Another Five. 
And it's time now to be in the in zone with the entrepreneur, and that's me. I've been an entrepreneur since year 2000. I've seen a lot of things happen over the years. The landscape for entrepreneurs have changed or has changed a lot in the last, at least the last decade. And whereas when I started out, one got by or one had to depend heavily on printed advertisement, it has changed now to online advertisement. And the internet is playing a greater part these days in the way entrepreneurs do what they need to do. And this will continue for the foreseeable future. All right. Let's start with this one. And should you be available to your customers? 724? This is a question that many people ask me on a regular basis, and this is just my humble opinion. Many entrepreneurs try to do this. And I did when I first started out. <clears throat> it's always a good idea to determine your hours of business up front. Determine how many hours you can handle adequately, appropriately, and professionally before you decide what you're going to do. It's no use doing a 724 service or offering that type of service to your customers when you can't provide it. And customers will soon find out if you cannot provide it. And this is probably one of the quickest ways to lose your customers. I don't think it is not a very, I don't think it's a very good idea to have a 724 business. You need time for yourself. You need time to recharge, regurgitate, refresh your mind, and take time to smell the roses. All right? Five days a week from eight to six seems to be a good time frame for you to think of. Yeah, if you have time on a weekend, maybe. Maybe on a Saturday. And you could also try the emergency bit based business on your services. You know, like if it's an emergency, you can provide services, but only in a case of an emergency, right? So again, be careful when you make that commitment. Don't make the 724 commitment if you know you can't do it. Most people can't unless they have good support and good assistance from staff members or from partners. But I would say in, in the general scheme of things, I don't think it's a very good thing. Unless you can set something up. I don't know, like recently I ordered a book from the United Kingdom and the uh, bookseller sent me an automated note telling me that my order was on the way. Now I ordered it on a Sunday. So Something like that, you could probably have automation built into your services. This could bridge the gap to a 724 service, but you've got to think of it very, very carefully. All right, then. That's my tip for this week. 
And it's time now to move on to segment five. We're coming towards the end of this podcast for this week. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Help us beat the bullies and the scams. Hey, it's Donna Jill Jodhan, and welcome to segment five of our weekly podcast, Take Another Five. And this is the final segment of our podcast for this week. And we're up now to talking about scams and bullies. Okay. It's all about giving you information on scam alerts that will help you to stay out of the clutches of those terrible scammers and hackers and helping you to build awareness on bullying. All right, without much more ado, let's get into our scam of the scam alert of the week. All right. Your meter is malfunctioning. And somehow, magically, and out of the blue horizon, a repairman shows up at your door. Or they may even call you. And they're going to be telling you that your meter is malfunctioning. See, you didn't know this before until this repairman either called or showed up at your door. And these guys are looking for homes and may even case out your home to see if you live alone or or are a senior or a woman or even a person with a disability. They tell you that they need to read your meter. If the meter is inside, then they need to come into your home. If it is outside, they need for you to show them where it is. Simply do not let him in or go out there to show him where it is. Just simply hang up or do not answer the door. Tell them that you need to check with the utility in question. That is the utility company. What happens if you let them in? You're exposing yourself to being a victim of violence and crime. Trust me when I tell you this. Show them where it is if it is outside and again. The minute you step outside, they're going to corner you and God knows what will happen after that. So don't answer the phone or or hang up if they phone telling you that they are a repair person for your meter, or just don't answer the door if they tell you that they are a repair person for the meter. All right? Always check with your company first. All right, then. Let's move on. And we are going to be building awareness about bullying. No bully should be spared, all right? It does not matter whether or not you are famous and from politician to sportsman and from film star to the ordinary person 
as long as you have carried out an action that is deemed to be one of bullying, then you should pay the full price for your action and be prepared to face the full weight of the law. In recent times, we have learned of yet another high-profile sports person who through his actions can be classified as nothing more than a bully. Hmm. Yes, the footballer who unfortunately was caught on video some time ago beating his then fiance unconscious. Call it what you may. Domestic violence, abuse against women or outright bullying is unacceptable behavior. At the end of the day, this type of behavior of bullying is, is not an example for anyone looking for a role model to follow. If this is the type of behavior that we are going to continue to either condone or turn a blind eye to, then we ought to be ashamed of ourselves. And no wonder we continue to have problems controlling and stopping bullying. If this is a type of behavior that we continue to expose our children to, then we have nobody but ourselves to blame for the continuing presence of bullies in our society. Yes, we have nobody else but ourselves to blame. And it is time for us to face the sobering facts. All right? We need to start pulling up our socks and coming up with ways to help our children. No more excuses and no more putting it off. Please visit my page on bullying at www.donnajohnhan.com and see what I am doing in order to do my part to stop the spread of bullying in our society. Okay? So visit my bullying page at www.donnajohnhan.com. This is the end of segment five, but before I leave you, I got to give you some vital facts to help you solve this week's mystery. So let's go to the ending of this podcast and we'll catch you on the other side. Hello there, it's Donna Jill Chodhan, and I wanted to stop by just before the closing of our weekly podcast, Take Another Five, to ask you this. Are you looking for someone to do product reviews for you? Do you find that in order to get to your market more quickly and more easily, you need to have someone do product reviews for you where they can testify to the appropriateness of your product, to the authenticity of your product, to your product that is a great product and one head above competition. 
If you are interested in these things, then please write to me at info at sterlingcreations.ca or give me a call at 416-491-7711. In addition, if you are looking for someone to do ghostwriting for you, to write articles, editorials, blogs, or even short stories for you, please give me a call at 416-491-7711 and I would be delighted to chat further with you on how you can use ghostwriting to become more effective with your articles, your blogs, your editorials, and short stories. We're living in a world where things are so busy, where things are so cluttered, and it never hurts for you to get some additional help from someone like myself. So please, call me at 416-491-7711 or write to me at info at sterlingcreations.ca. Thank you. Thank you for having taken another five. We wish you a fantastic day. Okay, it's Donna Jill Jotham, and we are finally at the end of our podcast, Take Another Five for this week. But before I leave you, I'm going to give you some additional clues to help you. Carlo Pompey could have wanted Natalie dead so that he would not have to pay her a huge divorce settlement and he would have sole custody of their little girl Carly. Oleg and Maria, maybe Maria, would have known about Natalie's favorite rendezvous spot. Oleg and Maria could have wanted to hide their identity. Oleg could have had the most to gain by blackmailing Natalie. Maria could have discovered her secret. Natalie's secret was one where the socialite had given birth to a baby as a teen. Her parents had given it up for adoption because they felt that Natalie was just too young to be a mom. So there you have it. Now it's time for you to go off and try and solve this mystery. And from the feedback that I've been getting, more and more people are solving these mysteries with ease, which makes me very happy. But then again, I'm going to have to come up with more difficult mysteries in the future. If you'd like to purchase this mystery or any other mystery, please go to my online store at www.donnajothan.com and you could also sign up for a very affordable monthly fee for unlimited access to all of my mysteries. You can download as many times as you want. You can have as many mysteries as you want. A very affordable um, fee, monthly fee for my online subscription. 
or you can just simply purchase outright. And don't forget those Christmas Mysteries, the 12 Days of Christmas box set, where happy endings are the order of the day. Happy ever after endings that are so suitable for the holiday season. Right then, you can follow us on Twitter at Accessible World or at author underline John Hen, or like us on Facebook at Donna John Hen, or author Donna John Hen. We wish you a terrific rest of the week, a terrific day, a terrific rest of the week. Keep a song in your heart and may the winds be at your back. And as Casey Kaysen says, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. We'll see you next week and bye for now.